0: Here we go. Um, We're going to talk about, the again, this kind of stakeholder, shareholders, just kind of state of the church, what's happening in the church. You always do this at the beginning of the year, like, hey, what's happening here? What are we doing? Where are we going? All those sorts of things. I've been thinking a little bit about life, and, you know, just, I don't know why this image came, but just like the ingredients of life, right? So uh, I've been thinking specifically about bread, and I was going to bring all these ingredients and mix it up and make bread, and I just was like, man, that's going to take a lot of time just to do all that kind of stuff. Here's, you know, if you were just to go home and make a little bit of, huh? Yeah, if you were just to go home and make bread, and and you know, here's here's the ingredients. You got that little package of yeast. You got the two and a quarter cups of warm water. You got the tablespoons of sugar. You got the salt. You got the canola oil. You got the bread flour. The you know six, you know over six cups of flour. So you, you just got all this these ingredients. To me, life it's kind of almost like a metaphor for life, right? Here's how I, would, how I would say that, is in life you have a lot of things going on, right? Like say work for you is the bread flour. It's a dominant part of our, our lives, right? Say family life is the water, huge part of our lives. You got, um, you got other responsibilities. You got exercise. You got um, clubs you're involved in. You got all the sorts of things that, 16 years. Yeah, we were cheering for you guys. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> Um, Chase, that was very. Um, So you have all these ingredients that are kind of going on in life. Now, yeast ends up being one of the smaller ingredients, right? It's just kind of this little package of yeast that you end up putting in to kind of make everything go together. When Jesus talks about the kingdom, right? When Jesus talks about the kingdom, you know what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It's like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about how many pounds of flour? 60 pounds, right? So she's got the big Hobart mixer out and she's got it plugged into, what is it? Not 220 volt, but 240. She's got the, you know. Hobart? The Hobart mixer? Brian, I'll tell you about the Hobart mixer. Never seen a Hobart? Brian? Right? Oh, well, I'm guessing it's a big jar. Like, is it a mixer? Yeah. The meat um, imagine, imagine a KitchenAid that's about this big. Yeah, just kind of a big old right. But Jesus kind of compares his ingredients, um, say, to to you know, to yeast, right? So you have again kind of all the the, the the big ingredients of life, right? And then you have, you know, there's just kind of this small amount of yeast that mixes into all these ingredients. Um in another passage he compares it to He talks about the yeast of the Pharisees or the teaching of the Pharisees. Crowds gathered around him. Jesus speaks to his disciples knowing that the crowds could overhear. So he's kind of pulling one of those moves. Um, Jesus, guard yourselves from the yeast, right? The teaching, the knowledge, um, the the lifestyle that puffs up the Pharisees. Hypocrisy, false appearances. Trying to look better than you really are. As I was thinking about this, again, I was thinking about just the, the, the different the metaphor of in life you have a lot of things going on, right? If you were to compare life to these ingredients to, to make bread, you have a lot of things going on. Work is dominant for people. Family life is dominant for people. You have, um, again, just social interactions. You have responsibilities with the PTA or school. You have um, doctor's appointments. And then Jesus says, well, my kingdom is this yeast that actually kind of comes into life and brings everything together, right? Right. Um, one aspect of this ratio I was, was thinking about, and I'm going to rely on my, I could not figure out this math problem, so you're up, Kat. Are you ready? So they were doing this study, the Barner Group was doing this study about how much kind of the younger generation spends in spiritual activities versus kind of social media. So uh, I wish this was bigger. So Kat, here you go. Get out your, your cell phone. <laughs> I know. So this right here is a typical 15 to 23-year-old spends about 153 hours a year just kind of in spiritual input, right? Going to church, Bible study, um, or maybe just some sort of whatever spiritual input. So that's what, about 30 minutes a day? 153 hours a year. You should have seen me. At one point, I got out a piece of paper, and I'm trying to do the ratio thing, and I'm like, I just don't even remember how to do this. I've lost all my math skills. Three, three hours a week? Three hours a week. 25, minutes. 25 minutes? And I think, like, to me, that sounds pretty generous, right? Like that the typical 15- to 23-year-old is doing about 25 minutes a day on... But I don't know, maybe a podcast or, or some sort of, again, it's just they, t- they talk about spiritual input here, right? Um, taking Or they say taking in spiritual content. So this is the typical, this kind of next square right here is a typical 15 to 23-year-old churchgoer, right? So the typical 15 to 23-year-old churchgoer is spending about 291 hours a year with some sort of spiritual input, right? Now, the typical 15 to 23-year-old, using screen media. Now, I know you guys can't see this number, but you can see the ratio. So, how many hours is this per day? 2,767 hours a day. So, say, just say 2,700 hours. A year. A year. Uh, Yes, 2,700 hours a year is what they're going to spend on screen media. Five hours a day. Five hours a day? Is that right? About five and a half hours a day? See, that's why I've I've got like 15 different numbers when I was trying. What was it, 27? Just say 2700. Yeah, 7 and a half, that doesn't make any sense. It's 7 and a half hours a day on the screen. Is it? I don't know, but it was just, like, this is, again, from the Barnett Group, and there's a book that accompanies this. It's called Digital Babylon, and I didn't buy the book, but I almost want to buy the book to kind of dig deeper into this. What number did you girls get? Three hours. Three hours. What was your... 365 times 5. 24. <laughs> <laughs> See, the math is mad. <laughs> no, just yeah, times 365. That's yeah. 7, 7.5. Days. We're talking about, like, per day, right? But that's Seven not, and not half hours a day. But that's oh, that's hours. That's not days. Right it will tell you how many hours each day. Right. So well, there's 365 yeah. days in a year. So 2767 divided by 365. I'm with the chase. <laughs> well, it's not, but that's right. What do you do it by? How many <laughs> hours are in a year? I did I, year? Three, 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 I did 365 no. times 20. 20. 20. 24 is 8760. 20. Yeah. So 20, divided by yeah. 2767 yeah. yeah. is three hours. So yeah. yeah. That says three percent. No. You just divided by how many days in a year, which is how many hours per day. Yeah. Hours per day. This sermon is not, we're not going to finish the sermon. We're going to have to figure this out exactly, too. So let's, why don't we split the difference and come to an amicable agreement? We'll say five. Seven and a half times 365, and that's 2767. Yeah. If you said 10 hours per week, right? Uh huh. How many hours? And how long are you on it your battery. Hold on, wait, hold on. 10? you said a I'm a week. Right. So this last week. How many per day? Fourteen divided by How many days seven in a week? Like and that comes up two. Right? So the same thing, just take that hours divided by how many days on a year it would and So it's seven point yeah. five. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, well, yeah. So it is like seven and a half? But you think about how the I was thinking like you had to you had to convert it to hours to figure it out. Anyway, what I okay, all that math we got lost for a second. What I, was, what I was thinking here, what stands out to me, again, is just the ratio that I'm looking at, right? Again, in, in life, you know, you see the amount, and for us, too, think about how much you will put in in a week with some sort of spiritual input. What is that for you? Two, three, four hours a week, right? You're going to say, okay, I'm going to go to church maybe one week, and, and we're here for about two hours, um, and, and maybe you listen to a podcast or two, or, or maybe you spend time reading your Bible. But the, the the image that I'm thinking about is like in life, you just got a lot of things going on. You got a lot of ingredients, but without the yeast of the kingdom of God, right? You get bread that just doesn't rise. You get bread that just it just ends up being yeah, right, a lump of dough. Um, as we do this each year, um, the, the the importance for me is to reset and remember. And remind ourselves again, what is the yeast that we are putting into our lives here for most folks sitting here, like this is the dominant spiritual input of the week, right? This is kind of one of the big Mark, how are we doing? Are we cold over there? Okay, everybody. I know last week we had the Sahara at one moment, and then we moved into Antarctica the next moment. It feels a little chilly, so if we, anybody wants to get up there and play with that thing, okay. Yeah. Um we we just we just reset we we ask ourselves what again what is the yeast what is the yeast that God's calling us to put into the lives of one another here in the church with the advent of Disney Plus and as we've gone back and looked at all these old great Disney movies, it is important to remember that uh, didn't show up as well. There is there is Simba remembering who he is, and that's what we want to do this morning. It's just kinda of, huh? It's the Lion King. It's, it's definitely not as, as, as clear in, in there as it is on my computer screen. But we do want to remember who we are, right? What, what are we about? What are we doing? What's the point of this church? It's a big part of the church. It's a big part of any organization. It's to state clearly who we are, what we're doing, where we're going, those sorts of things. So let me lay it out. We started um, real simply because our yeast, the yeast that we want to keep adding into life, that we want to keep folding into all your different ingredients, is simply one word. Anybody know what that word is? Yes. One word. Yep. Salt. <laughs> Close. Fellowship. Fellowship? Jesus? That's a good that's that is the church yeah. answer. Yeah. Living water. That's Living water. 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 Yeah, you could do a whole thing like um on... I figured where the salt, because the salt's is a small portion of it. Salt. I mean, it's love, right? So we started. Sorry, that might uh, sometimes I ask these questions that I, in my mind I know, but they're like you guys are just, you know, when 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 we talk about what the most important thing in the scriptures is, when they ask Jesus, hey, what's the most important deal? Jesus is like, it's it's this love aspect, right? And not love in the kind of generic, um, gushy, emotional feeling, sentimental that we just have this, you know, oh, I feel nice about Jesus, but really this kind of um, we've used the word rugged commitment in the past. Um, we've used this word, willing the good for one another, but that we really have this commitment to God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Again, that word love there. As you think about your neighbor, I think Dallas Willard would say, love is willing the best in someone else, right? That you are willing and active in the best in someone else. Um, and this is, again, this is just kind of, this is the yeast that we want to fold into uh, the lives of one another, right? This is what we want to add to one another is people who are really good at doing this piece of love. Um, now, how do we work this out? Anybody remember? Anybody remember? How do we work out this love in the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind, and then loving your neighbor as yourself, Golden rule. Take you guys old school. You guys know this. I'm just, you guys are just getting warmed up this morning. <laughs> remember, remember this back in the day? This is, this is actually one of the original, original slides. This was even before we were a church. This was the informational meeting that I still have. The, the ways that we love God, the ways that we live this out in our church here is that we're, we're loving God through worship and prayer Right And we're loving others through service and community, and again, this this whole thing kind of forms our discipleship, our apprenticeship of Jesus, the way that we learn and follow and study Jesus, right? We want to be disciples, students, apprentices, um, learners. We want to be followers of Jesus, not merely just again Christians. We've said that in the New Testament Disciple is used over 300 times, and Christian is used. Three. The the emphasis is on this word discipleship. Dallas says it like this when he talks about discipleship. He says, Generally, what I find is that the ordinary people who come to church are basically running their lives on their own, utilizing their natural abilities to negotiate their way. They believe there is a God and they need to check in with him, but they don't have any sense that he is an active agent. What is yeast? Yeast is the active agent in your life, right? As a result, they don't become disciples of Jesus. They consume his merits and the services of the church, but discipleship is no essential part of Christianity today. Again, when I think about this is, this is what we want to be doing. We want to be living as disciples, learners, apprentices. Jesus is active and engaged in our life, and the way that we're doing this is through worship and through prayer and through service and through community. Let me spend a few moments on each aspect. Um, we'll start here with this good word, worship. And I know I've said this before, but when we think about worship, often what gets categorized with worship is what? Music, music right? It's the singing time toward the end of our gathering. And I know that, Brian, we've joked that it's actually just it's just music time, right? It's not, it's not actual actual worship. Now, to say that music time is, it's, it's a huge part of our history of the Bible. I mean, think about the book of Psalms. What are the book of Psalms? It's songs. It's a giant hymn book in the middle of the scripture. It's the largest book in the whole Scriptures, right? So this is a huge part. But for me, when I talk about worship, when you think about worship, I just don't want you to think about this moment right here, right? I want you to think about it more as an entire disposition towards God right it's not just when you sing songs and you get the warm fuzzies it is kind of your total disposition at large towards God let me use this um, this analogy see if this helps so you are at your college alma mater there you go Isan's not here but our son went to Ohio State so that was for Isan um, so you're at your college alma mater Long Beach State or Fullerton or wherever you might or UCI or wherever you went right and <clears throat> you're there and it's rivalry weekend right it's the football game and the band strikes up the fight song anybody know their college's fight song I didn't think so I don't know I don't either but you know for some of these big schools like this is I could do a whole dance to it for you <laughs> really Man, should we just have a moment? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> if you feel compelled, we will have time at the it's end of the nice service. Yeah. <laughs> Was there an Annie fight song? Yeah, all the UCs are the it's the same. It's the same except for the, like the one part. So the like UCLA is the same as UCLA is except the, Right. Where'd you go? UCLA. So you're singing you're singing your fight song now. To me. If we, the, the analogy works like this. If we think that you are mistaken to think that your kind of fandom is simply based on singing the fight song, right? Your fandom is based on your entire disposition towards your school. Your um, enthusiasm, your energy, your emotion, the outfit that you've chosen to go to, you know, the, the, all the things that you do, the money that you have poured into it. If one of the guys just showed up and said, hey, well, I just know the fight song. So that's like, like, that's not the point of being a fan or an alumni or being a part. And sometimes we pigeonhole worship just to be the fight songs at the end, right? What worship is, is it's everything that we give to God. It's our energy. It's our enthusiasm. It's our heart. It's our mind. It's our soul. And. Listen, this is such an important part. This is what worship is. It's not just this music part. Now, I know, for me too, for and I think everybody, my favorite part of church is when I stop talking and we get to sing, right? It's a really good time. Brian does such an amazing job. Um, the poetry, the lyrics, the melodies, and we sing along and we sing to God. It's just a powerful moment. And There's something about music that does that to us. Um, and there's something that's just really special about that. And... When I think about that, I want to acknowledge that worship, first and foremost, is this, is this entire disposition towards God. Heart, mind, soul, strength, spirit, all engaged for God. But I also want to acknowledge that a big part of what we do is this singing time. And I was thinking about it. It's like, man, I don't know, Brian, if you've ever kind of given us your theology words, your two cents on the singing, worship, music time. <laughs> So I asked Brian to share a little bit. And um, do you want to come up or you want to do it yeah, from? Come, come on, on up. Sure. Um, I, think in, in, I think in the notes that I have, I feel like you've said most of it already. <laughs> 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 I'm left with like just crumbs. It's all <laughs> That's all I have left. You can repeat.